there's so much that you can you can learn from astrology. I find the most important thing that astrology can bring to clients is a sense of really embracing their true self and just giving them permission to kind of be the whole person that they are. Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife, and I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Confidence Council podcast. It is your host, Monica Burkhoff. Man, I'm so excited to be back on here today. It's been a few weeks since I released an episode, and I'm I'm just pumped. So my family and I took a two-week vacation to Florida, and because I was super intentional about trying to go offline and really not working at all while I was there, I was a little bit overwhelmed playing catch-up um, when I got back. So I took a couple of weeks off so that it wasn't like too much going on so that I didn't fully feel like I was on fire and it was super necessary. And just a reminder that sometimes you cannot do it all and that's okay. And um, in that instance, I knew I couldn't and maintain my sanity and be a good mom and be a good lawyer and be a good podcast host. So in order to show up, um, I had to kind of take a break in a few places. So thank you for bearing with me. And if you've been patiently waiting for a new one, I've got a great one for you today. So I'm feeling good and ready to jump back in. A few quick updates. If you've listened to episode 14 of the show, I had spiritual medium Jessica Rachel on, and you may be curious to know whether something happened to me on the beach. So if you're not sure, if you haven't listened yet, for reference, uh, Jessica is a spiritual medium and she channels spirit guides. And in episode 14, she channeled my spirit guides. And during our session, um, she tells me repeatedly, I mean, well, my guide tells me through her repeatedly that an opportunity is coming. And that opportunity she described would happen on the beach while my kids were playing um, with some other woman's kids. And that woman and I would spark up a conversation and some opportunity would come to me and to take it. And she kept saying it kind of over and over again. And so, and even Jessica was like, I've never had a spirit guide be so forceful about something like this before. And so I have an update. Um, But I'm going to wait to tell Jessica at the same time I tell you guys, because I really want to take her hear her take on it. Okay. I had to jump off for a second. I got a text from the nanny that she had to move her car because the street sweepers were coming. All right, but I'm back. So I think I was saying I have an update regarding this opportunity on the beach and I'm excited to share, but I'm going to wait because I want to tell Jessica at the same time and get her take on it. So I reached out to her and we're going to try to go live one of these days and talk about it and what it means. So stay tuned for that. Okay, before I jump in, one last housekeeping thing I wanted to cover with you guys is if you've enjoyed the show, if you've been listening, if you've been waiting patiently for a new episode, thank you so much. Like it, this has been such a fun passion project of mine. I enjoy recording it. I enjoy hearing your feedback. I enjoy um, the, the conversations that get started from it and the impact that it's making. It really makes it all worth it. With that being said, if you are enjoying it, let me know. Would you leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Would you write me a DM, um, tag me, share a story? If you've listened to an episode that resonated, 
it means so much to me and it makes all of this worth it. And it just kind of adds fuel to my fire to keep going and to keep, you know, rolling out this content for you guys if you're enjoying it. So if you could take a moment and just leave a review, it would mean everything. All right. Drum roll without further ado. First episode back after a short break. Here is Claire Brown. Enjoy it. All right. Today on the show, I am joined by astrologer and personal development coach Claire Brown. And we're going to talk all about astrology and how astrology, specifically having a personalized chart reading, can serve you on your personal development journey. So welcome, Claire, to the Confidence Council podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself and just tell the listeners a little bit about how you ended up as an astrologist? Yeah, sure. Hi, thanks for having me on your podcast today. Um, So my journey with astrology started back in 2019 where um, I heard an astrologer as a guest on a podcast. The podcast had nothing to do with astrology, actually, but they had an astrologer on their podcast, and she did a reading for these two hosts of the podcast, and I remember my mind was totally blown, and she like knew things about these people that she couldn't have known any other way, and just the way she described astrology really resonated with me, and from that point on, I was totally hooked, and started doing a deeper dive into astrology. Um, Finally, in 2021, I decided I wanted to really learn astrology in a structured way. So I took some astrology courses and completed an online program in astrology. And that's really how it started to grow for me, where it first started as my own personal development journey using astrology and then evolved into something that I really wanted to use to help other people. So when you heard that podcast in 2019, what were you doing professionally at that time? Like what were you doing as a career? Um, Let's see. So in 2019, I was finishing up my graduate program in social work. Um, And so currently I do work as as a therapist. I've worked in school settings with kids, and most recently I've been in a private practice setting. And so what was really striking to me was kind of this thought of, well, I'm interacting with people every day, I'm hearing people's stories, wondering whether astrology could offer this other lens for kind of understanding the ups and downs in life, people's personalities. Um, And so for me, it really kind of spoke to that like psychology oriented part of my brain and the way that I was kind of seeing seeing the world and seeing my, um, my clients as they were moving through the world as well. So it really piqued my interest. Did you start or try to do like a birth chart reading on a client to see like if it resonated and if it could help them in their journey? I did not, mostly because, um, you know, at this stage in my career, I'm employed by um, other people. And so I think, you know, bringing an astrology into therapy is something that I think seems really interesting and cool, but it is a little bit out there, um, (laughs) you know, and it's not, you know, astrology in the therapy world is not considered an evidence-based practice. And so I'm just wanting to kind of stay, kind of stay in that lane, you know, but maybe someday with my own therapy practice, it's something I would consider. But the direction I've chosen to go in using astrology to support clients is through coaching, since there's more um, openness and kind of flexibility in the, the coaching space. And how have you found that having one of your clients have their chart read has made an impact or has helped them along in their personal development journey? There's, I could answer this question for hours. This is, it's such a great question. And there's so much that you can, you can learn from astrology. I find the most important thing that astrology can bring to clients is a sense of really embracing their true self and just giving them permission to kind of be the whole person that they are. Astrology is less about like telling people things or like giving them information that they didn't already know. It's more about kind of holding up this mirror and reflecting back these parts of someone that maybe they're really familiar with or maybe parts that they aren't as familiar with but have always kind of been inside. Um, And so it really just kind of speaks to things that someone already knows is true about themselves. And so in that sense, astrology really gives someone permission to live in an authentic way and to really embrace all these different parts of themselves. How how many charts do you think you've read to date? Uh, hundreds. And have you found, ever, have you ever done a reading where it like did not resonate or they're like, no, this doesn't sound like me at all? 
it's a, it's, an, it's a great question. So I'll give one example. Um, one time I had started getting into a reading and things just weren't quite clicking or seeming right. And it turned out that um, the birth time was off by an hour. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And so once we clarified that, I had to go back and look at the chart again and some things had shifted. And so then, you know, it, it much more seemed to reflect that person's um, character. Now, what I'll say is an hour in the timing for some parts of the chart, nothing would change. But other parts of the chart, things could change in, in the matter of an hour. And so that's why it's really important to have the birth time down to the, the minute. Sometimes even the minute can make a difference, especially when it comes to the rising sign. And that's the rising sign is the expression of the soul. And so that's something we really want to make sure we get that right. So that's an example of a time where it wasn't quite connecting. And then I real, we, we realized we had the wrong, the wrong time. I would say also sometimes it's really just about peeling back the layers there's so many layers to astrology that sometimes it's just about getting kind of deeper into it. Um, and then once we're getting below the surface, that's where we're really kind of connecting and getting to that person's true character. Have you ever read Twins? So I am a twin, actually. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have not read for Twins, actually. Um, it's a great question. But I would say that my... Um, m- my own experience as a twin is part of my own attraction to astrology and interest in astrology. Um, so as, and I'll say my brother and I are born a minute apart, so there's not a meaningful difference in what our charts look like, but for twins, there could be slight differences in the chart based on how much time is between the the birth um, of the twins. But, um, you know, as I was learning astrology and kind of learning these bits and pieces, Sometimes I would sort of, I would read about, for instance, people who have their Mercury in Sagittarius. Um, I remember reading about this as I was learning astrology and thinking, this doesn't really describe me so much, but this is like a textbook description of my brother. And so what's so mm. interesting about twins is that, you know, in that journey towards individuation and trying to develop as your unique self with twins you sort of end up occupying like different parts of the chart. So there might be some parts of the chart that one twin kind of expresses more than others. The other twin might kind of embody other parts of the chart. And then there might be some overlap as well. So it is really interesting to think about also just how, like whenever I look at a chart, I don't really know the true essence of that person and how they've embodied the chart and lived out the chart because it really is a combination of like this imprint of the soul when you're born and also the influence of life events and external events. Um, So the way that someone lives out their chart is very unique, even if you have an identical chart. Does the chart speak to who you are now, who you were, who you're supposed to be? Like, does it give purpose? Is it like, does it tell the future? Can you just tell us generally what to expect in a birth chart reading? Yeah. So all, all of the above. So when I do a reading, there's there's sort of this flow from first looking at some key dates in the past and reflecting on some moments some moments in the past and kind of understanding what was going on in those moments, pulling out some themes. Then we kind of look at the present moment, which would be including your personality characteristics. It, it totally can look at your purpose as well. There's a part of the chart that we look to called the midheaven that has to do with how you express your soul in in public. And a lot of times that can mean career for people. Although purpose doesn't always connect to career, but this is one part of the chart that I look at for, for purpose. And there's, there's also part of the chart that describes your unique life lesson and the way that your soul is meant to evolve in your life. And then also there's a part of the reading where we look at kind of what's present now and moving forward into the future in terms of the transiting planets. So that's the way that the planets right now are moving in the sky that impacts your natal planets, which are, the, it's the snapshot of where the planets were when you were born. Whoa. I am so excited for you to read mine. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, we can totally dive in. Let me pull my notes up here. So I gave Claire my birth date and time prior to the recording. Did you need location too or just date and time? Um, I think you sent me the location. Was it Chicago? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yep. That's what I have. Okay, so first what we're going to do is a little bit of time traveling back to the past 
And I'm going to ask you about a couple key dates. And I'm going to have you just sort of like put yourself back in that moment in time. Think about how you were feeling, um, what was present for you, maybe some um, events that were happening in your life around that time. So the first set of dates I have down here would be around the fall of 2008 through around that time in 2009. So about a year long period, um, like late 2008 to 2009. So I think that that was, yeah, I graduated from college in 2000, May of 2009. So in late fall 2008, I met my husband. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, I think I'd gotten into law school around then, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got into law school, I think, around fall, early fall of 2008, and then I met my husband in November of 2008. Wow. Okay. So that was a really key time in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you remember feeling around this time in, in your life where you were, you had gotten into law school, you had just met, I mean, obviously you didn't know when you met him, he was going to be your husband. Well, you probably didn't know that he was going to be your husband right at that moment, but it sounds like these big things were kind of shifting in your life. Do you remember how you were feeling at that time? Yeah, I felt like on top of the world, I think. I remember. Mm-hmm. Why, I'm just curious, why are you asking about how I was feeling? Is there is there something in the chart that's making you Yeah, so these so these dates and I'm going to I have another date that I'm going to ask you about as well, but the dates that I pull out here at the beginning of the reading are related to the planet Saturn. And the planet Saturn has to do with life lessons. Um and these these moments in our life where we're kind of seeing either that things aren't working and then it'll feel kind of like growing pains or we see that we really are in alignment and we are on the right path and then there's this like leveling up um, that occurs where we really feel like things are excelling towards the direction we want them to go in. Mm -hmm. So for you in this 2008-2009 time, it seems like for you this was this like alignment time where like you said, you felt on top of the world you felt like all these things were kind of falling into place and you were really like on the right path. Yeah. 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 So the next time period would be 2016. And I'm curious if this will be like the alignment Saturn story or more of that, like growing pains, like things are kind of out of, out of whack, need to get back on track sort of story. I think that was growing pains Mm -hmm. because around that time I was in my current career or my current job, but I was working in a practice area that was not um, kind of satisfying me mm. and fulfilling me. And and around that time, if I recall correctly, I made a transition out of one area of law to a different area of law. Got it. What um, what were you switching into? I was doing mostly insurance defense, so like car accidents and personal injury. My main client was State Farm at the time. And I switched over to municipal liability defense, so like defending police officers, defending the city, defending the sheriffs, that type of work. Mm-hmm. That was a time where you were really kind of being shown what what wasn't working for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of like struggle leading up to that and some hard, hard moments of just feeling like this isn't right for me? Or do you, what do you remember from, from that period? Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do remember vaguely just like looking outside of that firm, like maybe this isn't for me after all, you know, maybe I'm not meant to be a lawyer, Mm. Um, but giving it another chance by switching groups and trying something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a little bit of a crisis. Like I just spent all this time and money in law school. Mm -hmm. Like am I I supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like ultimately you made a pivot, but not quite as like a dramatic pivot as totally stepping away from from your law career you found a different a different setting to work in that felt maybe more more aligned right um, yep yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was again another one of these um, kind of Saturn related moments which is the planets that all the planets are as they're moving around in the sky they're trying to help teach us lessons and they're trying to do us the service of showing our soul kind of like what direction it's meant to grow in. And so Saturn is really the planet that is all about life lessons and highlighting, are we on, are we on track? And so it can either, again, feel like this amazing leveling up sort of thing, things falling into place, or it can feel like this wake up call where we have no choice but to get things on track. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a little context behind why I asked about those those dates. Um, but I always love this part of a reading because there's, there's always really interesting stuff that comes up around those Saturn dates. 
Okay, well, we can move into the next part of the reading, which has to do with your unique um, personality and your characteristics. And so first, we're going to talk about your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. And so I'm sure you already know that your sun is in Leo. Mm -hmm. The sun sign is the one that everyone already knows because it's easy to look up. But also your rising sign is in Leo, which makes you a double Leo. And then your moon is in Virgo. So we can get into what all of that means. So I'll just ask you starting off, what do you know about Leo? Like what have you maybe seen written about it or, or heard about it? Like what have you heard about that sign? And then I'll be curious to hear kind of which of those characteristics resonate with you. So what I know of Leo is kind of like the sun, the center of attention, outgoing, the leader, the loudest one in the room. And I feel like I always resonated with a lot of that growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like I kind of know a little bit about my moon. And I okay. feel like I'm maybe more of my moon in real life. You know, like interesting. In interesting. <laughs> it's like okay. an external mask, I would say, uh-huh. that I wear. The, interesting. My Leo. Uh-huh. Got it. Got it. Okay. Wait. So what do you know about your about your moon? So the moon is in Virgo. Yes. And I feel like the, the Virgo of what I remember, I looked this up like a long time ago, was – and tell me if I'm wrong, like more introspective, like um, more, it seemed like more introverted qualities than the outward Leo vibe that I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say Virgo moon, this would be, yeah, I would say introspective, um, maybe a bit more like logical and structured. The moon is our emotional self and our inner world. And so to have, and Virgo is a sign that really likes, like structure and things to be organized And so I would be curious if you're someone who tends to kind of compartmentalize things or tends to sort of like put things into boxes like it with your emotions or the way that you maybe handle emotional situations. Does that resonate for you at all? Like, what do you mean by that? Because it may be like, yeah, let me think of other words that I could put to it. Like just sort of maybe approaching, approaching your emotions in this sort of like structured way where you're kind of like containing things or you're wanting things to sort of be somewhat organized or I'm hearing what you're saying about like Leo is sort of like big and boisterous and at times maybe even a little bit like all over the place and very expressive and then the Virgo moon would be like more of this like focus on the inner world and a little bit more of like this yeah this like inner containment maybe yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that that could maybe be like an uncomfortable dynamic a little bit where like your Leo is wanting to like express everything outwardly and like not hold back. And then the Virgo moon is wanting to keep things a little bit more private and contained. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I resonate with that Mm -hmm. for sure. I wonder too, like what is your relationship with your inner critic? It's hard. Like Mm -hmm. she is nasty. Mm -hmm. She's a bee. But I feel like I've been able to, I've like, you know, I've learned to tame it for sure. Yeah. But yes, I think she has very high expectations for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I, I wrote that question down also in part because of the Virgo moon. Um, Virgo can be very self-critical. Virgo just wants to get it right and can have a little bit of like a perfectionistic streak as well. Um, a thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, so, you know, Virgo moon can be, um, in that sense, it can be sort of a tricky placement because it's like, you're sort of always holding yourself to this, um, this standard. And so for that, um, placement, it's really about learning how to have like a dialogue with your inner critic and, you know, at times maybe allowing that inner critic to make some suggestions or ways you could improve. And then other times kind of knowing how to sort of, um, quiet that voice or turn down the volume a bit, not let it rule everything. Um, cause Leo, your Leo really wants to shine and really wants to express yourself authentically. Like Leo is all about authentic expression. Oh, cool. I would say also things I would say with Leo, like a zest for life and just wanting life to be fun and like a playful spirit. Um, Leo is like the sign of the inner child. And so really like letting that playful kid come out do things just like just because they're fun and joyful I would yes. say mm-hmm. yeah that's very much me the other thing I'll point out your Mars is in the same part of your chart where your rising sign is and so Mars is the planet that rules our drive and our ambition and so someone with this placement 
I would expect to be very ambitious and very driven and very like if you set your mind to something, you're going to get it done. Like you're going to keep going and persevere until you get it done. Does that describe you? A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a real, a real tenacity. I just, you know, it's funny because I just think everyone's like that, but, <laughs> but they're not, right? No, they're not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but to you, it's like part of, it's like part of your, so the rising sign is the expression, it's the expression of your soul. And so for you, it's like so natural to you that that would just be part of who you are and yeah, again, that it might be even be so obvious that you're like, isn't everyone like this? Because <laughs> it just comes so naturally yeah. to you to have that as part of your character. But no, in fact, not, not everyone operates that way. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something else to note about your chart is you have something in your chart This also, again, so, okay, I'll just back up for a second. When I look at charts, a lot of times there's this like theme that comes through or something that's kind of repeated in a few different places. And for you, this like theme around being really driven and ambitious came up in, in a lot of spots on your chart um, and pers- really persistent. And so another place where this came up, you have something in your chart called a T-square. And what this means is that there's three planets that are, they have a relationship of tension with each other, but Tension creates creates drive, right? Like tension creates an energy where you're motivated and you're kind of pushed to resolve the tension. And so for you, this is in what are called the fixed signs, which I don't need to get into all the astrology jargon on that. But basically, this placement, I would expect someone to be, some may say stubborn, but others may say like, again, super driven, persistent, you're going to keep working at something until you get it done. Maybe at times to your detriment if you can't let go of something, but that you're going to like really stick with it um, and kind of not not put it down until it's it's completed. Does this resonate for you? Very much. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I'll, I'll admit that I'm stubborn too. Like, you know, my husband will tell me something, but I won't believe him until I figure it out myself mm. or I see it for myself. <laughs> it's like, I told you, you know, but like I have to figure it out myself and mm-hmm. maybe that's part of the tension. Yeah. No, I could see, I could definitely see that. It's like, you can, you have to like experience it for yourself or work it through or really try it, kind of have things in your own, in your own hands. Yep. And what I would say too, so, so the thing with a T-square is that it's kind of like the tension is sort of like a bow and arrow being pulled back. And so we also want to look at the point where if you were to release the bow and arrow, where would it release into? And so for you, that part of your chart is the sign of Aquarius, is this release point. And so what I would say that I can speak to what that means this would really mean that kind of this way that you can kind of find some release or relief from this tension would be not being afraid to be unconventional and doing things in your own unique way. And that really leaning into that energy of like feeling inspired and feeling curious. And even if you're breaking some some social norms or challenging the status quo, really going in a direction that feels right to you. I would also say doing things that that serve the collective because Aquarius has this like humanitarian quality to it. And so kind of allowing yourself to really go in that direction is is one way to kind of resolve some of the the tension that you might feel in your chart. How is that landing for you? It it does land and it's funny because like I'm going through Julia's course right now and we're talking about branding and you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I should do this like more grown and sexy, like browns and grays and muted blues. But like my heart wants to do hot pink and like bright yellow and, you know, bright blue. But and then I'm like, no, because then people won't take me seriously. But then, you know, I, you know, I, that's not, I, that's not serious. And then it's not the conventional way. And um, I found like, I just have to let go of that and just express, <laughs> express myself my way. Yeah. And I found that, yeah, just being myself has like, people see me better, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than trying to be something I'm not. Totally. And I know also, I mean, so you, you still work full time as a, as a lawyer. Yeah. And so with this, you know, it's like now you're doing um, this podcast on the side and you're, um, you have these other ambitions that you're working towards. And I saw one of your reels the other day that was like, when people, like when my law colleagues like find out that I'm doing this podcast and um, yeah. sort of this like coming out process, uh, you know, as, as pursuing this yeah. other, this other interest. 
And so it's interesting because I, I would say that actually like kind of staying the course and continuing on this like more unconventional path, but one that really lights you up is like very much, you know, according to your your birth chart and like your like the, what the astrology says would be like keep going in that direction. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah. The other thing I'll say, um, the part of your chart called the midheaven, which has to do with like how you're seen, how, like how you shine in the world and how you're seen outwardly by others which sometimes can translate into career. There is, for this part of your chart, the planet Jupiter is is right there in that same spot. And so what this would mean, this would mean someone who, again, is very ambitious, someone who is enthusiastic. This could be someone who could actually make a career out of like a hobby or an interest. This gives you like a generous spirit, someone who brings this like energy of hope and happiness to others. This also gives you like vast knowledge and interest. So like really um, Jupiter's all about expansion and all about like exploration, curiosity, creativity. And so this would, um, it would just, it brings that energy to kind of your outward expression, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And really just like having like a, a passion in your work and maybe even seeing your, your work as like a way that you can, um, continue to grow like intellectually and like study new in new areas and just continue to to learn and take in new information and share out that information with others as well. I would also be curious if do people perceive you as like someone who's really lucky? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always like um my friends would always say like everything is always like working out for you, like you're good at everything, like things are always falling into your lap, like you're just, like yeah, I always I've I've always felt that personally too, Mm -hmm. that I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. Like I never Mm -hmm. get sick. You know, I just, yeah, I'm just like lucky. Does my chart say something about that? Because that's crazy. Yep. That's like the, I would say that's another way to read the Jupiter on the midheaven is again, like the way that people are seeing you is as this like, Jupiter can bring, is a very auspicious planet so that it can bring like a a prosperity and a luck um, element. So that's kind of where I would see that playing out. So cool. Yeah. I would say also, I do think with like the Leo energy, I think sometimes there can be this like lucky, I mean, I mean, this can get into like a very philosophical conversation about like what even is luck or what is lucky? Like, what does that mean? But like, I do think with Leo, just like the zest for life and like putting yourself out there, I do think that that can translate into kind of this luckiness because you're sort of like willing to Mm -hmm. step into situations that others might hold themselves back from. And you might even just have this kind of, inherent belief of like everything's working out for me like I'd say that some of that is sort of a Leo quality in a way so um some of it could be related to that as well yeah and then coupled with the like ambition I feel like yeah that's the action right exactly. so that leads to making things happen I feel getting lucky exactly exactly and again it's like okay well what is getting lucky it's like you're you're you have to follow through on things. Um, it's not like it, things just fall in your lap for no reason. Um, the more that you are taking mm-hmm. that, you know, inspired action, then, you know, things are coming through for you, which again, someone observing from the outside might say, oh, it's luck. It just happened magically or randomly. But if you're putting yourself in those situations and just have the mindset that things work out for you, then, you know, you're taking those actions that do make things more likely to to come your way. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of shift into a different topic here. So one way of understanding at the core of astrology, it's all broken down into the four elements. So every sign is one of the four elements, fire, air, earth, water. And one way that we can look at kind of the overall balance someone experiences in their life is through how the elements are distributed across their chart. What's interesting is sometimes someone can have their planets, the, the elemental balance of their planets um, on their birth chart kind of lean in a certain direction, but then their lived experience might be different. So it's only one piece of information, but what we can do is we can run through your elemental balance of your planets and then also your own experience of some of those like elemental energies and just how that feels for you. Yeah. So, okay. We will start with fire. You have five of your planets in fire, which is half of your chart. So that's quite a lot of fire. 
um, energy for you. And we've already kind of been talking about some of the themes of fire. Fire is like your passion, your creativity, your drive, your zest for life, your like inspiration, just that like inner energy. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you feel like you are connected to and like have easy access to? Very much so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'll say, this is, I find this really interesting. So when someone has a lot of planets in a certain element or no planets in a certain element, you can kind of have like either extreme in terms of having easy access to that element or difficult access to expressing that element. So for instance, you have five planets in fire. For you, it sounds like you feel very connected to the element of fire. It comes easily to you. It comes naturally to you. Someone else who has a lot of fire in their chart might actually feel kind of shut down around fire because it's sort of overwhelming for them or it almost feels like too much. So they might actually Mm -hmm. kind of repress the expression of their fire. Now, there can be a similar story when you have no planets in an element. So actually, we'll talk about air for you next. You have zero planets in the air element, but I'm thinking you have some air qualities. So the way that this can go is, again, if you have no planets in the element, maybe it's hard for you to access those energies. Or the other interpretation is you don't have any planets in that element because your soul already had so much of this energy naturally that you didn't need to be given any more of it in this expression of your soul in this lifetime. So again, it's really fascinating. It can play out on either extreme in that same way that having a lot of planets in a sign can, in, excuse me, in an element can play out on either extreme. So I'll describe the qualities of the air element and you can kind of let me know where you think you're kind of landing on this element. So okay. air is, it's all about the, it's all about the men, your mental energy. It's about your intellect, your communication. Um, it's about um, your relationships. It's all of it's like reading, it's writing, speaking, it's your mindset, your thought processes. So where do you feel like you kind of like, how much space is that? element take up in your life, would you say? I feel like a lot. And I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe I had enough for my soul because yes. <laughs> I I had like a past life regression oh. um, thing with the medium. And she told me that in past lives, I, in multiple past lives, I was a writer. Oh, wow. And that I meant to express myself in writing in this lifetime. Oh my gosh. Because I just repeatedly express myself in writing. And that's how I channel like my intuition is through writing and journaling and all that stuff. So big writer, I would say. Um, and so that's interesting. So I'm wondering, maybe I had enough of that coming in. Yeah. Okay. That is so cool because you, you actually have that like information from your, your past life that you, you had these past lives as writers. So yeah, you already, exactly. It's like, you already had this gift of, of the air element, um, that came naturally to you. So you didn't, you didn't need to get any more of it for like this, um, iteration of your, of your life. So that's super cool. And I listened to your um, journaling episode. And so again, it's like that. I mean, journaling is that's all air, right? It's all like it's writing, expre- expressing and again, like connecting with your intuition through the writing. Yes. So super cool. OK, so the next one is Earth and you had two planets in Earth, which is like sort of average considered average. So Earth is all about like our grounded energy. Earth is all about like the tan- like the tangible, practical material world. So this is everything from like nature to like money. It's all the things that sort of make life what what it is here on earth. So I would say earth energy has to do with like, um, well, okay. So Virgo, your, your moon is, is Virgo is, um, or an earth sign. It's about being like practical, being organized, being logical, having a sense of like rootedness, a sense of groundedness, where where is that landing for you at this at this moment? I feel like I have just enough of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can be airy fairy and kind of uh, flighty and stuff, but I also like know that you know I need like a foundation and need to have st- stability and and things like that. And I think I'm yeah. So that one feels pretty solid for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. And again, like you have you have your your moon in Earth, so you definitely have access to that or that like earthy energy, the grounded, practical kind of energy. 
The last one is water and you have three planets in water, which again, like two to three is considered average. Water is all about our inner world, our emotional world. It can um, have to do with spirituality. It can have to do with our um, like private thoughts and feelings. I mean, if you think about like what comes up when you think about water, it's like flowing and if there's no containment, it can kind of go everywhere but it's like it's really like that um like inner energy. How does how do you feel about the water element in your life at this moment? I'm like as I get older I feel like I'm more and more connected to it, mm-hmm. like seeking out the spirituality and I've always been very connected to like water physically, like you know, like even I'm just thinking like being stressed in like law school like I would like just like take a bath or like always after like even a fight with my friends in college, I would take a shower, like just something about like the cleansing experience. I feel like I've always had like this connection with water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you feel that you you let yourself cry when you need to cry? No. No. Okay. So that would maybe be um, be a way that you could kind of continue to lean into that, um, that water energy because it really has to do with like letting – letting emotions flow when they need to flow. And again, like crying is this like very cleansing experience. And it's it's another way to sort of let the water element kind of do its, do its work. But it sounds like mm-hmm. there's other ways that you're connecting with it through like the bath, the shower, feeling drawn to water, feeling drawn to spirituality. So we have a little bit left, which is to speak to some of the key transits that you're experiencing right now. So this has to do with how the planets are currently moving in the sky that's affecting your chart. So the first one I'll mention is the planet Neptune, um, where it is in the sky is forming a harmonious relationship called a trine to your planet Venus. And this started in about April of this year. And this transit actually is going to be present for you for several years. So you have quite some time to experience this energy. The planet Neptune moves very slowly, so that's why it's going to have this relationship to your planet Venus for such a long time. But this would really be um, the energy of heightened spiritual awareness. You might feel more drawn to spiritual topics and spirituality in general. You also might feel a bit more like dreamy, like daydreamy, and you might feel more more focused on your close relationships. So I just wonder kind of how how that's landing for you. Have you felt this energy starting for you? Is it something you feel excited about or how does that land for you? Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely felt this. Like, so I launched this podcast at March 30th. And then so, right, like the first, the next day was April. And I feel like that's when it all kind of started. And, um, and then I started kind of like lining up guests and I kept finding myself kind of leaning toward <clears throat> the more spiritual type of guests and topics mm-hmm. and talking about that stuff. And um, yeah, I definitely feel that that it started around that time too. And yeah, just wanting to, the focus for me has been to prioritize my relationships, like be present with my children and my husband mm-hmm. and my friends when we're around, like put the phones down and just like be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I love that I'm going to have that for the next few years because it's like lovely. It's been great. Yeah, this is a beautiful transit that it it's only there's only good things to say about it. Um some some transits are sort of have have their challenges, but this one is purely positive. I'm excited for you that you get to experience this. Not everyone experiences every transit because some of the planets move so slowly that it just won't form that because it has to do with the geometrical relationship of the planets. So you know, there's some that move so slowly that someone will never have that experience in their lifetime. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this one is really... Oh, interesting. So is that like akin to like an awakening? Um, Perhaps. I would say an awakening would really be with the planet. So Pluto is the outermost planet and it moves the most slowly, but it's like super potent and powerful when it, you know, visits the planets in your chart. And so that Pluto is definitely a planet that not everyone is going to have a significant experience with it in their lifetime, but some will, and it can be really challenging and extreme, but also an intense, but also this like death and rebirth sort of process. So definitely like understanding the transits is one way to look at 
like awakenings or I would say also the planet Uranus could probably be connected to awakenings. Neptune as well. It just really, it really depends. But some of those, so when we're looking at transits, we're looking at those bigger outer planets that move more slowly and how they affect the planets in your chart that are considered personal planets, which are the planets that are closer towards the sun Mm. as just as like a general overview the other thing yeah the other thing I'll mention for you is you have okay so there's something called the progressed moon which I love I love to talk about this in readings and I actually have a guide for this um, for people to figure out their own progressed moon placement and kind of track it over time the progressed moon it really speaks to our emotional evolution and it moves through it spends about two two and a half years in each sign, so it really gives us a chance to experience the energy of each sign for that. It's a thirty month time period, and it's sort of like you have a pair of sunglasses on that you kind of see things through this like tinted lens. For you, your progressed moon ha- it's in the sign of Capricorn right now, and it's been in Capricorn for about a year, so you've probably already felt this for a while. Capricorn is all about like our long term goals kind of how we're setting things up for ourselves for the future. And so progress moon and Capricorn, I would expect someone to like uh, maybe be focused on like financial planning or like their career or just really looking at like how am I setting things up for myself to align with what I'm wanting in the future. What I'll say for you as well is your progress moon, it's been in the fifth house, which is the space in the chart that has to do with like home life. And so I imagine for you, there maybe have been some of these themes around like, how does my career support my home life? How does my home life support my career? How do I want my career to like, and my long-term goals to fit in with the vision I have for myself in like the type of home that I want to have and my focus on family, my focus on my children, that kind of mentality. And in a couple months for you, it's going to shift into the sixth house, which the sixth house is the part of your chart that has to do with like daily habits and health. And so again, it's still in Capricorn. So it'll have this like long-term goals focus, but it's going to be shifting a little bit from more of this like home life orientation to thinking about daily habits and health and how do I maybe like use, how do my daily habits reflect long-term goals that I have for myself or even like breaking down long, long-term goals into these like smaller habits or like little lifestyle changes. So that's something that you can kind of be be aware of. I'll just say as kind of a, an ending piece to speak to your life lesson, again, we're kind of bringing it back to the planet Saturn, which is how we started off the reading. I would say given where Saturn is placed in your chart, this really would be giving yourself permission to be playful and not take life so seriously. And also to really like explore, let out your inner child and really embrace the energy of joy. And that for you, that that's when you can lean into that, that's really when your things are going to feel in alignment um, for kind of your soul's journey. That is so beautiful. And it just seems like too good to be true. What are other people's Saturn <laughs> say? Like, I mean, what are other ones that you've come across? Because like, that is like the best one ever. I, feel. I mean, that one's, well, are there that one's really great for you because it's very, it's probably, it's very aligned with like other energies in your chart. So for you, like that one probably feels like, it probably does feel like the, be- the best thing in the world, right? Because it, it, it yeah. is very in alignment with other things in your chart. I would say... I mean, it really depends. So what what I just shared is it's a kind of a blend of the sign that your Saturn is in and the house that your Saturn is in, which is like the part of your chart where it's located. Uh, So there's all kinds of things that the Saturn placement can speak to. I mean, it could speak to giving yourself permission to really be in your emotions. It can be giving yourself permission to really prioritize your career and your ambition. It can be giving yourself permission to really lean into your friendships. I mean, it can really be any, it can really be anything. Um, So it's cool for you because it's very aligned with kind of the other, other parts of your chart. So it probably does feel a little easier to access and very exciting to think about that being kind of your your life lesson. It's that simple. Yeah. 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 It's like really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing, Claire. And um, 
for the listeners listening, we have a, there's a, there will be a link below in the show notes for the progressed moon um, sheet that you talked about earlier, because it sounds like that is significant and something that everyone can kind of just look up, Mm -hmm. like submitting their own information, right? Mm -hmm. And get, and get that information. This is so cool and, and really has resonated. And it's, it's just insane to me that the stars in the sky just like know us like that. I mean, that we are, it just, I, you can't even put it into words. It's just incredible. It's like, so how can we not all be on this like more spiritual journey? It's like all connected and just having conversations like this reminds me of that. And just like how beautiful and magical life is, right? It's it's really Mm -hmm. so special. Mm -hmm. You have such a gift. Like, I don't know, how long did you study this? I mean, it's just flowing out of you. It's so crazy to watch. In like the best way, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I took, um, I, I sort of did some self-study for like about a year and then I ended up taking some courses. So I did about a year of self-study and about a, a year of like more structured um, study. So, I mean, so all things considered, like relatively, you know, I haven't been studying astrology for that, that long. It really is. And this is part of what I love about it. It's a lifelong study. There's so many layers to it and there's so much depth to it that you could learn, you could be studying it forever and there would still be new things to learn. Mm -hmm. And so that's just part of like what drew me to it and made me so excited about astrology is, I mean, I love the spiritual element to it, but also it's like my like intellectual side really like lights up around astrology because it's like I can just like be a student forever and just keep studying and learning forever and just have this like curiosity about like what more is there to learn, Um, you know, and I'm, I'm even continuing to learn things about my own chart. Um, I mean, and that's, that's really the way that you learn astrology is first through getting to know your own chart. And then you start learning kind of how to, how to use this, um, knowledge to support other people, but it's, it's a lifelong study. Wow. It's incredible. Truly. So how can we, how can the listeners connect with you if they want a personal reading like this? Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. So right now I'm actually not formally offering just one-time birth chart readings. And the reason for that is because I feel really strongly that astrology, while you can get so much value out of just a one-time reading, there's there's so much more that can be gained in more of like an ongoing relationship with astrology. And so that's what really led me to want to offer astrology in um, a coaching practice so that it does go beyond just the one-time reading and really kind of digging deeper into how can you use this in your in your life and use this to understand maybe stuck places or things that you're wanting to shift, changes you're wanting to make. And so um, while I'm not currently offering one-time birth chart readings, I am offering a coaching um, package. So I do have a three-month coaching program if anyone is curious about that. And there's information about that on my website and on my Instagram as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we'll link the website and the Instagram below, but just tell us the Instagram handle because it's so good. It's called The Sky Speaks to You. I mean, that's brilliant. And it's, yeah, I love it so much. So Claire, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today and going through my chart. And like, I mean, I thought it was magical. Like it just, it blows my mind. The whole thing is incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.